0: How often do you really sit back and take account into account all that you've learned, all that you've processed through, all that you've felt, all that you sat with, all that was revealed to you in a week's time? Have you really ever just sat and thought about how much you experience in a week? This episode, honestly, might be short and sweet, and I'm really just going to be giving a little bit of recap of my experience, but also just some lessons that I've learned over the last week, this week of this Scorpio full moon eclipse. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Full Ass Human Podcast, your safe landing place to re-establish a relationship with your humanness. I'm your host, Mel the Oracle, intimate community builder, podcaster, writer, human, and forever devoted student of the human experience. For almost a decade, I've created a platform and community centering humanness and returning to the soul, richness, and fullness of the human experience. And so, with this podcast, I bring all of my rich experience mixed with my personal stories, wisdoms, and insights to support you in returning to your natural state as a full ass human. So, let's get into the episode. Hey, my loves. Welcome back to the Full Ass Human Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. You know, I hesitated recording today because my energy isn't the best, but this is not a performative podcast. And so even though I feel like my energy isn't in the best place, I was still felt a pull to record, right? So Here I am, I am coming to you all with a little bit of melancholy. And I feel like there's just many reasons why, but um, you know, I can't necessarily pinpoint one exact thing. But before I get into just sharing a little bit, this episode is brought to you by my Spotify playlist that I made this morning called To Be Seen, Held, And felt, you know, just for the vibe and kind of mood that I was in waking up this morning, I made that playlist. So tap into the link in the show notes to take a listen and let me know how you feel. You all know by now that all of my playlists are to inspire feeling more, to inspire feeling deeply and to allow that to be okay and to allow that to be a teacher and to allow that to pull you even deeper into this human experience as this airplane flies over the house. I don't know if you all can hear that. So I really do encourage you to listen to these playlists. Not only do I take time making them with a lot of intention and love, but also, again, this is for you to tap into feeling more and I know that we can all use a little bit more of tapping into our bodies and into our heart space so I really do encourage you to listen to these playlists that I suggest at the beginning of every episode also I come to you in an inner winter I actually started bleeding today which is also (laughs) a continuation of the energy of this week so Welcome to May. May has been bringing the intensity, and this episode honestly is a stream of consciousness for me. I've been finding myself being a little questioning, continuing with this podcast, and I don't even know that I necessarily feel like I want to stop, but I'm not sure what I'm feeling about it, and I you know, I thought about not even recording or releasing an episode this week because I just was unsure. But anyway, again, was led to record. So here I am. This week has been really intense. And I have a couple of lessons and offerings to you for you about healing, about the time frame of moving through um, a healing process and also allowing yourself to be seen and witnessed when you are in the deep depths of healing. When you are having a healing experience, allowing yourself to be seen and witnessed. So this week started off literally May 1st <laughs> um, with a very intense experience. What I'll say first is that I think that we are have all been taught that healing must have a time frame, even just in this, the very specific example of ending a relationship, right? People have an idea in their mind of how long it should take someone to completely separate from whatever attachment that they have to a relationship to a person. There's this unspoken, urgent um, Expectation around moving on, getting over, releasing. And so I had, so that's just something, right? To like keep in mind and to ponder on for yourself. But I um, have talked about a relationship that ended back in 2020, but that has really been hard for me to release fully. Um, for many reasons, but at the beginning of this week, I had this experience where I really was on, I was on my walk earlier in the day. And while I was on my walk, I got this very strong guidance that said, you need to truly let this die. Like this actually needs to die right now. It is. It is tugging at your heart and it is also tugging at your womb and any the the, the energy, the channel of energy between those two things. And you really need to let it go. And so what I knew that that meant is that so I remember erasing all of the, you know, texts and um Screenshots and pictures of this person and me and this person a long time ago. But what I never did is delete all of those same things that I deleted from my phone that were stored in Google Photos. Okay. So it's almost like that back room that you have with that dresser drawer that you can lift up the panel and that's where you keep all of these secret things, right? These things that you just cannot let go of that you keep sacred, that you hold dear. All of these pictures were kind of like that. It was like, well, yes, I deleted it from my phone, but I always know that if there's a moment of desperation where I feel like I really need to recall the memories of this relationship, I know I can go there, right? So it was always this safety of knowing that this person and this relationship was still there (laughs) somewhere, so what I knew that guidance was saying is like, no, you need to erase that shit too. You need to cut this cord. You need to cut this cord and in a tangible way. So I knew that that's what I needed to do. And so the night fell. I was laying in my bed and I said, all right, I'm going to do this now. And I went into my Google Photos and I started selecting the photos and videos to delete. And there were some things where I was like, yeah, this is really easy. I'm just going to delete it, delete, delete, delete. And then as I got deeper into the memories and into the photos and videos, I found it feeling harder to delete. There were videos and things that I was like, I can't delete this. I can't do it. And so as I but I did. So as I continued to delete, I started to have a body response, um, like hyperventilation, like almost panic attack vibes. Right. And so I, I kind of went through this whole process of like trying to regulate myself while still deleting the things. Right. Like still regulating myself while I'm I'm doing this thing that feels really difficult to me. And so I get through all the deleting of the things I put my phone down. And of course, I purged like I cried like a baby. Just of the fact that like, this was now the 50th layer <laughs> of letting this person go because there's already so many layers and so many, you know, um, stages of grief that I've moved through. And, you know, this was just like another layer of it. And so I you know, just cried and cried and cried, was still trying to regulate myself because I felt like I was still hyperventilating a bit. But anyway, I finally got myself together and regulated and I went to sleep and I had a dream about me dying. And it wasn't like I was murdered or, you know, there was nothing crazy about it. It was just like, I knew the dream was about death and I knew it was about me And I had this image right at the end of the dream of me just laying out, splayed out with my eyes open, but I knew that I wasn't alive. And the dream was in black and white. And I remember waking up that morning, the next morning, and I knew that that was symbolic of whatever part of me that was still holding on to those photos, to those videos, to those screenshots, to that relationship in the way that I was, had died. That part of me died and I saw it happen and I saw a vision of it in my dream. And so I spent the neck that day, like in mourning, it very much felt like I had lost something, like something had gone away and died, which it did. It was a part of me. And so I spent the next, that day in mourning. So this is Tuesday. I'm talking to you all the day after the Scorpio full moon eclipse. So I'm talking to you all on May 6th. And this happened from the night of May 1st to the day of May 2nd. So that morning, that sense of death, that experience Lingered throughout the week right And so then we get to Friday The day of the full moon And my friend Jasmine Who is the owner at House of Chiron Astrology and Reiki I've mentioned her before And she has a full moon gathering um, Last night And I attended. And so what she does is she she's a um, Reiki master. And so she performs distance Reiki on all the participants. And she does um, like candle work while she's doing the Reiki. So I'm in this experience and what usually happens and not just in this space, but most times, right, when you're on a Zoom meeting and it's like, you're asked to do movement or some kind of meditation or whatever. And you're prompted that if you want to, you can turn off your camera, right? And a lot of people don't want to be seen, you know, during these intimate and vulnerable times. So a lot of people, almost everyone turns off their camera, right? Including me. And so I decided that I wasn't going to turn my camera off. For this experience, for this Reiki experience, a lot usually happens, and it and it feels safer for me to have my camera off. But I decided, you know what, you need to be witnessed for this, even if no one is looking at you. You need to decide to be okay and find safety in being witnessed while you're releasing, while you're in this this healing experience. So I did. I kept my my um, camera on and i experienced a lot i basically had a like re-stimulation of that experience that i told you about you all about just like earlier in the week when i was erasing those photos kind of like that panic attack hyperventilation feeling it came up again in this reiki experience and like my heart was super activated my heart and my womb were super 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 activated there were a lot of tears. There was um, a lot of shaking, and I also had this experience of rapid eye movement, which I'm currently um, in therapy and moving through EMDR right now. So I very clearly understand that that rapid eye movement is your brain reprocessing something, almost like it's trying to correctly store and comp- almost like yeah, correctly store a a memory, a trauma, an experience. And so that happened in a very extreme and intense way during this Reiki experience. So much so that kind of when my eyes stopped moving rapidly, I had to open my eyes and like come out of the experience a little bit because it was so intense. But what happened in that moment of reprocessing was that that whole Relationship that <clears throat> I've been moving through these layers of letting go flashed before my eyes. It was almost like my brain was like, yeah, so now it's time to correctly store this away and close the drawer that we're storing it in. And that's exactly what it felt like had happened. And so... Ooh, you know, at, at the end, there's always time to share at the end of our gatherings. And I, I got on and I said that I wanted to share. And there was a few moments that passed by that all I could do was breathe. I don't even know that I could even talk or formulate words. But once I spoke, I kind of gave a little recount of what had happened in the experience. And I said, you know what, honestly, before I go, I want to say that I deliberately chose to keep my camera on because I felt like I needed to be witnessed in this healing. And I said, even if none of you were looking at me, there was a symbolic lesson that I learned about this being a really hard experience for me to move through. And it's something that I've been moving through over the last three years. But, and even though I've been talking to a lot of friends, I've processed so much, you know, with people that I love and trust about my experience with this relationship and, you know, everything. (sighs) A lot of the really like deep, like dark, um, depth filled moments of grief I was doing like in a room alone, you know, in the dark, um, away from people which of course is not a bad thing right I'm not saying this is bad but I just I I remember saying that in this moment I felt like as I'm releasing what feels like the last layers of this wound it feels really important for me to show myself doing it and I said that so many times a lot of us not only do we feel an urgency with the process of healing whether it's a relationship or whatever it is as I talked about earlier in the episode. Not only do we feel an urgency, but we feel like we have to do it in the dark with our faces turned away from people, you know, in in a in a closet, in a room under the covers, just just away from people when sometimes it's like We forget that being witnessed, that being on camera, that being seen, that showing us moving through this process of death and rebirth, moving through this process of shedding, moving through this process of healing is also equally important to do while being witnessed, while being seen. And I think that's also the important reason as to why I'm just coming here and sharing this experience. And I'm really just, I'm talking from memory. I don't have notes. I didn't prepare anything for this episode. I didn't try to get my energy right. I just came here because I was led here. And I think it's important for me to be witnessed in another way. In this process of letting go and releasing and death and rebirth. This is how we model this for each other. This is how we normalize what grief, what healing, what growing, what humaning sounds like and looks like. So it's important for us to allow ourselves to be witnessed. I'll never forget this moment I had with an ex that really brought this experience full circle to understand and embody this. I was telling him we were on a, a video chat and I was telling him about this really like really emotionally charged experience that I'd had. And, it, you know, it sent sex. And it was this really like I probably went into details of the way that I felt and how it affected me, even into like my, you know, like re- like full on womanhood and adulthood, the ways that it affected me. And, and I, I shared with him in ways that I've never shared with anyone else. So and this was the first time that I feel like I fully released and and divulged all the details around this experience and I couldn't look at him I remember talking and like looking away and he stopped me he was like baby look at me in the camera like look at me in the camera and I was like I can't I cannot look at you and he was like we're not going to continue this conversation until you can look at me Look at me while you're telling me your story. Look at me while you're telling me this. I said I couldn't and he just he just kept imploring me. Look at me. Let me see your face. Look at the camera. And so I finally looked at the camera as I'm continuing like to tell this story and I just I completely lost it but I let myself be witnessed and he understood in that moment how important it was For me to be seen by someone telling something about myself that I felt was so ugly that I felt made me so unlovable that I felt I needed to keep like to myself and locked in a dungeon within myself for so long. He understood the importance of me needing to be seen while I was sharing that part of me. Not to hide, not to look away, but to let myself be seen and witnessed. And I'll never, ever forget that moment. I will never forget that moment. But again, it helped me to truly understand why it is so important for us to consider being witnessed when we're in our darkest, deepest hour, when we're in the middle of a healing process. Not towards the end, not on the other side, but in the thick of it. And I think today, sharing that lesson and that reminder was probably the point of this episode. (laughs) And with that being the case, I think I'm going to end it here. But I, I just sit down this week and recall your experiences from your week. And notice if there's... Any moment in there where maybe you are going through something tough or experiencing something tough and you didn't allow yourself to be witnessed through it, where you purposely hid, and not because you don't have anyone that you trust to share with, not because you don't have anyone to process with, not because you've never had anyone say, Hey, Do you need me? Can I be here for you? Can I hold some space for you? Because a lot of times that's not the case. We have people who want to see us through something. But we choose to hide. We choose to reject the support. We choose to not be witnessed. We choose to turn our face even when we're asked to look someone in the eye as we're sharing the darkest parts of ourselves. We choose not to show ourselves. But I just want you to think if there's any point in this week where you have done that to yourself. And then in the next week, I challenge you, I call you forth to choose differently. If a moment like that comes up again, I challenge you to Be human enough to let yourself be witnessed and seen and held and felt as you're moving through a moment like that. I'm not saying that there aren't moments where experiencing and feeling something alone is bad. I'm not saying that solitude when you're grieving or moving through a hard moment is bad. Find balance though find balance though it's important these are also the kinds of things that are shared and talked about and that we have beautiful supportive discussions about in the inner circle it's the community that I created that is complementary to this podcast and so if you are looking for a community space to be seen, to be heard and held and felt and witnessed in your humaning, in your humanness, in your growing, in your healing, I really suggest that you join the community. This is a healthily social place off of social media for you to be yourself fully, to be in your natural state as a full-ass human. So I invite you in. Click the link in the show notes if you want to join. But I'm going to leave you here, my loves. And I hope that you take care of yourself. I really do. I hope that you drink your water. That you eat something nourishing. That you mother yourself as best as you can and that you allow yourself to be seen and witnessed willingly and we'll talk in the next episode
1: hey i know you're still processing another potent episode of the full ass human podcast but before you go i want to invite you to come hang out with me on my show Multipassionate mastery if you're someone who has a lot of talents and a lot of passions and you don't subscribe to the idea that you have to choose just one thing in order to be successful, then you're gonna love the conversations that we're having over there. And I'm not inviting you to listen to my show just so I can pump you up with empowerment content. You're gonna leave the tangible tips and holistic approaches to common problems that multi-passionists face, like focus, prioritization, knowing how to choose what to start with first, and that type of thing. If you're not sure if the podcast is for you, you can start with the episode titled, Are You a Multipassionate Creative? Here's Five Ways to Tell. That's episode 38. So click the link down in the show notes or find Multipassionate Mastery anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hope to see you over there soon.